The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing. We are brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction, guaranteed New York City Realty Investments. See them at NRIA.net. Now, over to the first word, breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are quiet today with the Dow currently higher by 10 points. S&P's gained two and a half and NASDAQ rises 14. The small cap 600 gains two points and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.54%. Six out of 10 S&P sectors are higher, led by gains in energy, financials and materials. Utilities and consumer staples led to the downside. Dow transports rise 52. NASDAQ biotechs gained 28. Utilities are down six. And the VIX is lower by 2.5%. Dow leaders included Goldman Sachs, Apple, and J.P. Morgan, while Pfizer and Merck led to the downside. Following earnings, AIG jumped 7%, while Kate Spade fell as much as 22% after its results. It's another busy night for earnings, and some of the names reporting after the bell tonight include Tesla, TripAdvisor, First Solar, and MetLife. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie. All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. So, again, an update for U.S. equities and for live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, SQUAWK on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Broadcasting live today from Smith Walensky near Boston Harbor in Boston's Seaport District. Time now for our daily dive into politics as Donald Trump throws out yet another stunner to his own party by declaring himself unready to endorse House Speaker Paul Ryan, who, as you know, the highest-ranking elected Republican, as well as two other prominent Senate Republicans. Here to discuss this and more is John Heilman. John, of course, is host of With All Due Respect weeknights at 5 p.m. on Bloomberg TV. And you can also catch the show on Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, D.C. So, John, uh, how important is this to uh, Paul Ryan and other Republicans? How much does this help or hurt Donald Trump? First of all, um, have you guys, either one of you guys had a steak up there yet? Well, not today. I had the steak tips, but I have had steaks here. Okay. Is it good? i got to pass, John. Come on, Kim. Quite good. Okay, good. I, I just was wondering whether the next time I was in Boston, I should hit Smith and Walensky, and it sounds like you guys are big endorsers. Well, it's beautiful. Speaking it's of gorgeous en- out here. Speaking of endorsements, um, you endorse Smith and Walensky more, um, more vehemently than uh, Donald Trump endorses uh, Paul Ryan, John McCain, and Kelly Ayotte. And um, I, it's it's a, look. Forget about whether it helps them or not. Paul Ryan's going to win his primary. Uh, John McCain is in a more complicated situation. Kelly Ayotte's probably going to win um, her scenario but it's really just an unprecedented thing you know you're we're now into the well into the general election donald trump's the head of the republican party um he's been endorsed by the speaker of the house who's the highest ranking republican elected official in the country 
um, for Donald Trump not to endorse Paul Ryan, even though it is the case that Paul Ryan has criticized Trump on some occasions, is really unprecedented. Nothing like it ever really in the history of modern politics. And it goes to a sense that I think some people have, which is that, you know, Trump, who used to be kind of thought of as the chaos candidate, is maybe now the kamikaze candidate, um, <laughs> behaving in ways over the course of, uh, particularly over the course of these last um, five, six days, uh, starting with his uh, attacks over many days now in a row of the Khan family, um, who spoke against him, as you will recall, at the Democratic Convention and caused a huge furor. His behavior has been so erratic, so much more erratic than even normal by Trump standards, that you know people are starting to wonder whether this guy is um, just hell-bent on destroying himself, his candidacy, and the Republican Party in the process. And it's caused an extraordinary moment right now in which much of official Republican Washington and the party in general is trying to figure out what to do. Should they stick with Donald Trump? Should they renounce Donald Trump? Should they withdraw their endorsements of Trump? Um, are their political interests now such that what they thought before was true, which was they were uncomfortable with Trump, but they saw more upside in endorsing him and distancing themselves? Uh, is it now more in their political interest to just completely cut their ties with him and try to go it alone? John Heilman, is there an active discussion in the Republican Party about what would happen if Donald Trump exits the race? There's an active discussion of that. Um, it's not widespread, but it's active. And there are lawyers in Washington over the last 24 hours who have been looking at the rules of the Republican National Committee as to what would happen if Trump dropped out. Again, a lot of this stems from the notion that maybe Trump is, is if he got frustrated enough that and he thought he was losing, would he possibly drop out of the race and just say, the hell with this, I don't want any part of this anymore. It's a rigged system. Everyone's against me. I'm going to go back to my business. Um, so there's a discussion about it, and people have discovered that uh, uh, contrary to what a lot of people think, that Mike Pence, the running mate, the vice presidential nominee in the Republican Party, would not automatically become the Republican nominee. In fact, the decision about who would be the new Republican nominee falls entirely to the Republican National Committee and its 168 members. Um, it's, there's a lot of complexity to how it would go down, but essentially the RNC would pick a new nominee if that were the case. Now, again, no one's saying this is a high probability likelihood, but again, to speak to the unprecedented nature of the moment we're in, we're having this discussion right now, and it's August. So um, nothing like this has ever happened in my career covering politics, and that's about 25 years. And I would say nothing like this has ever happened in the modern history of Republican or Democratic politics. So, John, uh, what do you hear from inside the Clinton camp? Are they laughter with glee? Laughter, uh, uh, gasps of amazement. Um, look, I mean, they're they're now trying in a very aggressive way. And you saw President Obama yesterday. Uh, speaking out at the press conference that he gave yesterday uh, when asked a question about this, kind of trying to make the point, trying to put a very fine point on the question, how can you, he said yesterday, Republicans who have endorsed Donald Trump, how can you be in a position where you are forced to denounce him all the time and still maintain your endorsements? Don't you think you should, you know, isn't, your, isn't it your conscience telling you that you must now walk away? What's happening there is the Democratic Party in the form of President Obama and the Clinton campaign are trying to break the back of the Republican Party right now. And that's a sign of how much vulnerability they sense because of Trump's recent behavior. John Heilman, uh, just quickly, uh, George W. Bush criticizing Trump's policies at a fundraiser. Yes. Um, uh, he, President Bush uh, took, spoke, uh, did not mention Donald Trump by name, but talked about nativism, isolationism, and protectionism and said those are all bad things. 
Um, all three of those things are associated with Donald Trump. So you don't have to do much reading between the lines to hear where President Bush is on the question of Donald Trump. Thank you very much. John Heilman, host of With All Due Respect. That's weeknights, 5 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, D.C. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Land Over Manhattan, where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at LandRiverManhattan.com. Land Over Manhattan is at your service. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.